Good morning. It's December 23rd. It is a rainy day in New York, heading into a freezing windy day that would be worth complaining about if everywhere else in the United States were not getting worse weather than this. The cat is amped up from knocking some decorations off the tree and will be attacking objects on the desk throughout these minutes that we spend together. There's plenty of news to look at this morning. The front page of the Times has a nice assortment. Uh, Trump tax case shows a squeeze in IRS funding, in which, as they continue to chase the question of why the IRS didn't audit the president as it was required to do, now they're settling on the fact that the IRS has been so stripped of employees that there was only one guy to do it. Sure, but it seems like they could have taken some of the people who are auditing the earned income tax credit off hassling the poor. Just a thought. There's storm coverage, there's, we're not actually going to be giving Ukraine battle tanks. End of zero COVID confounds China's censors. Something on the Electoral Count Act being revised. But the thing I was looking for when the paper came was one that I read last night, and I was wondering if it would be there, because sometimes the newspaper falls into this strange zone where you read a fairly sensational story one day online, and then it's days later it might be showcased in the weekend paper, but here it is, single column on the front page. Privileged jump the line at NYU's ER. Big donors, politicians, and other VIPs. And this story is flabbergasting. It's an incredible, incredible story. It feels like, with all apologies to the storm and the tanks and the Trump taxes, the sort of story that in a better world we would all just stop and goggle at. The story is that at NYU's busy Manhattan Emergency Department. They just have a whole separate track for rich people and their donors where you get to skip the line and get put in a private room and get cared for regardless of whether there's somebody out in the hallway with a condition that might require more urgent medical attention than your stomach pain or two-centimeter cut, as they document people, got fast-tracked for. But what's incredible about this story is how fully comprehensive it is. This sounds like the sort of bad thing that you might expect to see in the world. As the story notes, there have been other cases of hospitals giving VIPs special treatment. There's a cute system at Stanford where they gave them red blankets to make sure everybody knew they were the people who deserved the special treatment. But the depth of the depravity and entitlement and corruption is just amazing. They got lots of people going on the record to say that this is a real thing and a problem. They have NYU denying the testimony of the people who work there about how the system works this way. They have an accreditation board issuing a report saying that, yeah, this is absolutely a real thing and a real problem for the hospital. It's just, welcome to our times. One of the most appalling things running throughout the story, as Lizzie O'Leary noted on Twitter, is that with all these people coming forward by name to say that the hospital gives special treatment to its donors, the hospital gave the Times just a scorched earth oppo response, castigating them. They had attacks on hand saying this person didn't get the job they wanted, this person was written up for bad behavior, this person sought to notify the hospital when her own family members were in the ER, so how can she complain about the rich? Just the most vicious obviously guilty messaging from an institution that has lost sight of what it would even sound like to not be incredibly guilty and callous. Meanwhile, it's just one horrible and specific story after another.
a nurse trying to get a paramedic's badge number in fury because they were bringing a drunk patient into NYU instead of dumping them off at Bellevue, where NYU has the habit of dumping the homeless and drunk patients to keep them out of the nice ER. They have not just the very obvious abstract problems with setting up a two-track emergency room, but they specifically describe an anecdote where someone was getting chest compressions outside in a hallway in cardiac arrest because a VIP was in the room that they would have needed to be treated in. But maybe the most chilling and appalling thing is the part of the story where they talk to a trustee about this situation. Two members of NYU Langone's Board of Trustees said in interviews that they had received swift, excellent care at the emergency room. They believed everyone got such treatment. I didn't have to wait around for long hours for someone to come talk to me, as happens in other emergency rooms, said Bernard Schwartz, who said he had donated more than $30 million to NYU Langone. I think that's for all patients. Mr. Schwartz said he did not think his medical record identified him as a trustee, but he presumed that doctors knew who he was. I would be upset if that were not true, he said. That journey from they believed everyone got such treatment to I would be upset if that were not true, that the doctors knew I was someone special, really just wraps up the whole thing. Be careful out there on the ice, especially if you don't have $30 million to get the doctors to treat you first. We'll talk later.